Well, good morning to you. Good morning. It's, well, it's afternoon here. Um, it's Larry here. Larry G. McGuire from LarryGMcGuire.com, writer and artist. And you're listening to The Daily Larb. This is episode, I think, 110, something like that. <laughs> I never remember. I'm brutal remember. I should check, actually, before I launch into recording a new piece. But anyway, that's it. Um, whatever it is, 110, something like that. Anyway, uh, what have I got for you today? Well, um, I've got a bunch of books that I'm just going to have to buy, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about them. Uh, five. And I love buying books. It's like, is that completely nerdy? It's totally nerdy. Uh, I'm a total geek. I get excited about buying books. But there you go. I've got a load of them under my desk, uh, under my uh, uh, bed, bedside table that I haven't even started yet. And I've, I'm buying a bunch more. But uh, I, I just like to have them there. And I don't read a book from start to finish. I kind of read a bit and then I put it down I pick up another one. And then I might go back to it. You know? Anyway, I'll tell you a little bit about those in, in shortly. Uh, yesterday was Sunday Letters. I didn't record Sunday Letters yesterday because uh, I was buried in an assignment for college and uh, I didn't get to write Sunday Letters until about 10 o'clock last night. So I wrote it and I just said, right, I'll leave that, I'll leave that there. Um, I'll record it tomorrow because... Um, it's getting late and I wanted to just sit down and have a beer or two. So I did. Uh, in fact, I had a beer while I was writing it. But yeah, I'll tell you more about that too in a bit. Um, so today's Monday and uh, the snow is pretty much gone, thankfully. Uh, you know, I noticed the other night as I looked out my front door window, I've got this little square of glass at head height in the front door. And I looked out and... Uh, People had come out and they were shoveling snow and clearing the roads and clearing their paths and stuff like that. I cleared a couple of, uh, I cleared the path on my own side and over uh, on the other side of the road for the oldies. There's a lot of oldies around where I am, so they need a bit of a dig out. So I get out and I shoveled all the stuff and uh, it came up pretty easy because it was starting to melt and the thaw was, the thaw was on. So uh, it wasn't too, too much of a big deal. But um, one thing I noticed as I stared out the the square pane of glass is how ugly it looked, you know. Once me and everyone else got our hands on it, it we just destroyed it, you know. It's so beautiful and serene and perfect when it lands and the wind blows it around and it sculpts the snow into these drifts up against walls and around corners. And it really, it's remarkable to look at. And then you and me go out and we, we fuck it all up with our shovels, you know? And it's so ugly because all the dirt from the road is, is up on top and bits of trees and branches and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of reminded me of how, uh, how destructive we are, us human beings, uh, to nature. I mean, even footprints in the snow, uh, down the path or across the road is nice to look at. But then you get more and more people and we destroy it. Um, and just one set of footprints is kind of, um, it kind of speaks of something, you know. But then you get 20 people or 100 people walking the same route and they just, they just uglify it. Is that a word? Pitch it's not. Well, it is now. We destroy it, you know. And that's a pity. Uh, it's typical of our mentality, I believe, you know. And it's strange too, 
um, the more people there are bunched together, like in cities and suburbs, uh, the more disconnected we become from each other. Because we, like, notice it, you know, you walk down the street, even where you live, and you don't know all the people that live around you. You might know a couple of people, and you might exchange a pleasantry as they walk past you. Hello, or good, uh, nice day, <laughs> or some other bullshit like that. But really, you don't know each other. And uh, in the countryside, um, you do know each other. But you're more isolated in the countryside, and it it, it probably can take you longer to get out of a, a hole like when the snow came over the last week, than it would in the city. But I suppose there's pros and cons. Um, but the country, the con- I'd love to move to the country, away from the city. The city is, uh, although it's, it's, it has its advantages, it's really, um, it's not where the soul is, you know. But uh, it's remarkable too um, how weak we become when we've got all these conveniences around us. And uh, the last week has made that prominent in my mind because all this snow came, the winds were, were coming hard and it was like minus one, two, three degrees Celsius and the snow was coming hard for about two, three days. It barely stopped. And um, everybody was screwed, you know. Everyone was uh, stuck in their homes, most people. And... Uh, the roads were were in pretty poor condition, although they did clear up pretty quickly. Um, the news agencies and media were hyping the whole thing up like crazy, like really pushing the fear factor. Um, and everybody was screwed because we had no equipment. We're not used to snow. We probably get a big snow every 10 years. We would no equipment. We would no facilities to deal with it. There was very little ploughs and stuff on the roads, although hats off to the council. Certainly in the city, they got things moving pretty quickly. And I suppose it was it helped that the temperature wasn't too high or too low, that the temperature creeped up into the low uh, single digits, and that allowed a little bit of a thaw. So it kind of helped. But we're completely inept as a society because of all this convenience that we pursue. We're, we're ill fitted and we're, we're ill-equipped to deal with problems when, when problems when they arise and that's it that's just glare so glaringly obvious when something like this lands you know and uh makes me wonder you know um makes me think about myself and uh, my current lack of fitness for example i haven't i kind of tinker away with, with working out but i don't really work out anymore there was a time and maybe two years ago or a little bit over that where i was working out all the time i was running like crazy doing loads of marathons and stuff like that i was like uh seriously fit um but i've kind of taken my foot off the gas and when i think about going to the gym or working out or running and stuff like that people wonder why do it you know they say oh, why would you bother you know what i mean and of course yeah you got all of this um you keep yourself healthy and all that but really where it counts is when the shit hits the fan you know, when you get hurt or you get you get sick or someone else does or you've got a big snow that comes along and you've got to shovel a load of snow. And if you're not fit, you can't shovel the fucking snow. <laughs> you know, it's like all of these things is just a little bit every day that you add. That you do adds to your ability to deal with more challenging circumstances. And uh, I might it might sound like I'm jumping around a bit here, but all of this is related to itself. You know, all of these things. And and when I think about writing 
And when I think about creativity, it's the little bit every day that adds, that accumulates and uh, builds up to provide us with the ability to deal with and, in, in fact, deliver on something that perhaps we wouldn't have otherwise been able to deliver on. Do you follow me? So uh, I'm probably thinking too much about this stuff, but sure, that's what I do. And uh, and then I write about it and I voice about it and uh, maybe it's a value. I just I just think that uh, it's important to consider these things because otherwise you land in a situation that is unfamiliar to you and you're just completely in- incapable of dealing with it, you know. And uh, that's it. Like there's no reason why a 65-year-old, 70-year-old man shouldn't be fit enough to get out and shovel a bit of snow. Like if he kept himself fit and he, and he like he ran or he worked out or he lifted a few weights every day or every other day. Like, there's no reason why you shouldn't be fit enough to shovel a bit of snow. But where I live, most of the 70-year-olds, 75-year-olds, uh, are, are um, confined to their houses. And uh, I'm young enough to do something about that now. and I suppose you might be too. So they're my thoughts for today. Um, the books that I'm after buying. So... I got a, I got an urge to jump on Amazon and go into my wish lists and uh, check out some of these books that uh, and hit hit buy on them. So here's what I bought: uh, Marcus Aurelius Meditations, um, only eight pounds sterling. Uh, Abraham Maslow Towards the Psychology of Being, uh, A Theory of Human Motivation. Abraham Maslow again. Um, multiple intelligences, Howard Gardner, and uh, Ralph Layton. Surely you're joking, Mister Feynman. Feynman, Adventures of a Curious Character, as told to Ralph Layton. So, looking forward to getting those uh, on my bookshelf. And uh, in fact, today, Amazon are doing um, a delivery promotion, so I didn't have to pay delivery. So that's great. And uh, under my desk got a bunch of stuff i went on a mad one last summer buying books on time <clears throat> and i haven't got into all of them yet but i've got uh i've got the end of time here by julian barber i've got time in history time in society and the natural philosophy of time by written by jt whitrow bit of an unknown character um what is time there's another one uh jt whitrow is it J.T. Whitrow? Uh, oh, sorry. Time and Society is uh, Warren D. Ten Hooten. And the other ones are, are, uh, are what you call it, uh, G.J. Whitrow. That's what it is. And I've got uh, Sean Carroll from Eternity to Hear. Uh, if you're into the sciencey stuff, that's the one for you. If you're interested in time in terms of science. Uh, it's a little bit too technical uh, for my liking. I mean, I'm technical. I'm a fucking electrician, for Christ's sake. I know this stuff. Uh, I know about the physics of uh, uh, stuff. But uh, the language of physics kind of just turns me off a bit. Uh, but there you have it. I have a bunch of other stuff under there that I should really get to. Um, on the top of the desk right now is The Nature of Personal Reality by Jane Roberts and Robert F. Butts. I've listened to um, 
the book before and I've read it in digital format but I bought the actual print version because I wanted to digest the stuff a bit more and it's amazing actually uh, how much of the nature of personal reality is actually linked to a lot of the teachings from Sigmund Freud now a lot of people think Sigmund Freud is a bit of a headbanger and he was a bit of a headbanger um, some people say that he was a bit of a womanizer and uh, uh, he was he was into his drugs. He liked the old cocaine, you know. And uh, I think he was a bit of a head case. Now it's a hundred years, or it's over a hundred years, hundred and thirty years since he was around. And is it is it perhaps possible that modern educators, mod, modern psychologists, psychoanalysts, uh, the pushers of this content, the ones who say Sigmund Freud should be on the curriculum, have interpreted interpretations? of interpretations of Sigmund Freud and perhaps have things a little bit screwed. And I don't think there's enough weight given to the fact uh, uh, that Sigmund Freud lived in a whole other era, you know, Vienna uh, in the 1850s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 1880s, 1890s, the early part of the turn of the, of the, the 20th century, sorry, 19th, uh, 19th century into the 20th century. Completely different. Now, as he got older, probably as we turned into uh, the 1900s, um, he probably, you know, became a little bit more refined in his ideas and theories and stuff. But a lot of it is wacky and, and it seems wacky. And a lot of how it's taught doesn't offer enough weight to that fact that his ideas are 130 years old. But there are truths in there for me. When I listen to his stuff and I read his stuff, I can relate it to... Uh, the Nature of Personal Reality, that book. I can relate it to uh, perhaps some of the modern teachings on positive psychology. Uh, there's a truth in there if you can dig beneath some of the rubbish, you know, that's been layered on top. And I think perhaps not layered on top by him, but layered on top by others. Uh, so that's what's on my desk. Um, and that's the story. So today... I've been working on uh, some day job stuff, doing a few quotes and getting that out. Uh, I was writing over the weekend a lot. Um, this evening I'll do a bit of writing on the Artist Manifesto and uh, I have to do a bit of work on another assignment for college. But, um, yeah, that's my day. So, uh, speaking of the Artist Manifesto, if you haven't got a, yourself a copy of it yet, get over to larrygmaguire.com and hit on the big button on the homepage and uh, get yourself a copy it's about 30 pages long now i have edited that in fact that's what i'll do today i'm going to upload the revised version of the artist manifesto and uh, get it up there for download um because uh, upon editing and reviewing that stuff uh, there were a lot of uh, corrections that i made and, and reworking of sentences and paragraphs so LarryGmaguire.com, you'll get a new copy of that version 4 and uh, I'll ping that out to me in my list as well anybody who, who got the last version uh, yes so working on the fleshed out version of that will be about 35,000 words I imagine by the time I'm done uh, and that's going to launch on the 2nd of April so keep your earballs and eyeballs out for that uh, I'm going to go and record uh, another episode of the Daily Larb which was for Sunday Letters and uh, apply that retrospectively to the podcast so uh, if you're listening to this it's coming up um this this episode is coming after 
the uh, Sunday Letters episode from yesterday. So, thanks for listening in. Uh, I'm not sure how long that was. Probably about 15 minutes. I'd like to keep the show to about 15-20 minutes. And uh, it's all me ad-libbing about stuff that I'm interested in. And maybe you are too. Uh, don't forget you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, the Daily Larb. You can subscribe over on Spreaker. Uh, Stitcher Radio. Overcast. Pocket Casts. Uh, Google Play. Wherever there's a podcast platform you're going to get the Daily Larb. And uh, not to forget, LarryGMcGuire.com you'll get my stuff too. If you'd like to sponsor me in my work, help me keep this podcast going, because there's no adverts on here, uh, get over to Patreon.com forward slash LarryGMcGuire and uh, you can become a patron for as little as a dollar uh, a month. And uh, from $5 a month upwards, you get some free stuff. So, well, you actually get free stuff for being a patron, full stop. But uh, you get some nicer free stuff as you go up the scale. But anyway, check that out. Patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire or LarryGMcGuire.com. That's where I am too. Thanks for listening today. I'm going to leave it at that and uh, I'll check you tomorrow. All right, take it easy and have a good one.